talk about me like that. Like, we let him out of the home inside <laughs> of his straight jacket. No, my mom's like, that's not Jake. I go, no, that's not Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jake after dark. I know, that's X-rated Jake. Yeah. I like it. I like it. One, two, three, four. No. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Aid, and with me are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, my boo-boo Mikey, and (laughs) who loves to interrupt my intro, and our special guest from Dan That Scary Pod, Micah. Boys, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. I already did. I know, but I had to say my spiel, so shut up. Knock, knock. (laughs) Who's there? Dishes. Daddy who? <laughs> Already ruined it. No, oh. hey, take it away. Dishes. Dishes who? This is Sean Connery. Oh uh, thank God. you so much for having me on the show. Age, you look like you need a little slap in the mouth there. A woman hosting a podcast. <laughs> it's, un- it's unnatural if you ask me. Oh my God. Okay, so I'm going to just say this now. This will not be a repeat of <laughs> last week. Well, I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? Last week, Micah brought us Taylor Swift. Yeah, oh, no. this week I I summoned Sean Connery from the grave. He's not dead. No, he's fucking dead. He is dead. Sean Connery is dead. Yeah, he's so fucking dead. I fucked his corpse twice already. I don't think he's dead. He's so dead. I even posted about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, Sean Connery is dead. Yeah, fuck him. Who cares? Oh, he died on Halloween. Hey, he was tall. That's weird. Yeah, he was. He was James Bond. Of course, he was. Tall. Yeah, I think James Bond. There's like a height requirement. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah. thanks for having me again. I feel like I'm part of the show now. Which am I one of the ghoul friends? I think so. An honorary ghoul friend. Honorary, yes, yes. I like it honorary all right just one of the ghouls it's funny because i was actually making like a little jingle because i made a little jingle for smoke break so that when people hear it in the song they'll be like okay this is a smoke break episode so i was making a little jingle for call your ghoul friends and it's a phone ringing and someone says hello and it's a man voice but i couldn't find a female voice so i was like oh that sucks but then i was like Micah sometimes shows up, so I think it's okay for it to be a man voice, completely omitting the fact that I am a man as well, but <laughs> I <Okay>. forgot. <laughs> All right, that's cool. I, oh, that's it. Great. I totally forgot. I'm supposed to help you with that. So if we need to redo it and you need my nasally woman's voice, then we can do that too. So It's on the yeah, do- just... Death Drop Gorgeous episode, so you can listen to it and see if we need to plump it up. Okay, I'm sure it's great. And I'm, I want to thank Mike to all of our mutant goons because Mikey has been taking such an initiative to be very helpful on the show between editing and his jingles and just overall helping everybody out and helping me out because, you know, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of us now. So thank well, when you. you're told, when you're told, lift your weight or you're off the show, uh, <laughs> you kind of I- have to. I would ah, never. The Alta Adam is what I like to call it. <laughs> oh. Oh, because huh? your name's Adrian. Uh. I got jokes over here. All right. Listen to Damn That Scary for more of that shit.
<laughs> I know. Well, the, you have to listen to it, Micah, because Doug says some very hilarious things about Dan That's Scary. And, well, he, they praise you. So, you know, you need to listen. Thanks, guys. They praise you like they should. Uh, 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 uh. Just like Moby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So today is our, I guess, our first episode of our wet, hot slasher summer of july because this will come out in july we're recording this in june so it's two days before my birthday everybody so feel free to you know send me happy birthdays on friday but yeah she loves used man jock straps and her address is <laughs> one two three wallaby way orlando florida and you can email your uh your happy birthday wishes to aid at uh pathologically aid at uh 42069 uh gmail.com go fuck yourself Oh my God. Well, or find yeah. her OnlyFans, 420 Blaze It Teacher. Oh, I love it. She just <laughs> finger blasts herself to Van Halen the, the entire time. It's incredible. Oh my God. Anyways. That, it's not even the Hot for Teacher song. It's like Sammy Hagar Van Halen, like fucking right now is playing and just squirting everywhere. <laughs> Hang on. One Uh-oh. second. Uh oh. Is it nothing? Is nothing there? Oh my God. You know what? Because I'm turning into this fucking girl from the movie and I'm hearing shit. Okay. Okay. That's not uh, concerning to anyone. No. Okay. Just typical What's... female hysteria. <laughs> Classic woman. Get a lobotomy. So for this month of our special Slashers Wet Hot Slashers summer, or I guess just the month of July, we're ta- the Wet Hot Slashers are the hosts, not the slashers in the films. So I want everyone to just realize that because I think there was a little bit of confusion with a couple of our hosts about what this theme was about. We are the wet hot slashers. Are there any dry slashers out there? Because I know you're you're constantly wet because of that medical condition. I know. But Mikey, are you are you moist also? No, I have the opposite problem, like a sea slug. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You got to salt yourself a little. Yeah, I have to. You gotta make like my sludge behind. I gotta make my pH balance with some salt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so the hosts are the wet hot slashers because we are for the most part moist. And moist, I guess. Yes. And I'm and just I, tempted. You're an honorary, okay? So you shush over there. So and then I, I figure for the rest of the month we can pick like summertime horror, which the movie that we're doing today that we're all discussing today is The Night House from 2021. Yay! Ooh. This movie rules! Not to be confused with The Lighthouse, which is what I've called it multiple times on discussions with Micah, creating quite the bit of confusion for us. Yeah, it yeah. turns out you're a huge fan of The Lighthouse. Uh, Freud was right. <laughs> it is The Night House starring Rebecca Hall. And so I, it does take place at the beginning of summer. And we know this because she's, you know, going in during her post-planning day when she probably should have stayed her ass home because I don't even go in during post-planning, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Real quick, beginning of summer is the great time to kill yourself. Yes. And it's, especially since her husband just shot himself in the head, you would think that she'd have stayed home. However, she decided to subject herself to the horrors of the classroom and even has a confrontation with a shitty parent, which I know all too well. So before we get into the movie, I just want to talk about the fact that I'm watching this movie. And at the very beginning, I kind of knew what happened. I didn't know 
I just know that her husband's dead. I didn't know that he had killed himself. So when she's chugging wine in the beginning, I'm like, oh my God, okay. Then she goes to her job and I'm like, are you fucking serious? And then she's sitting in her English classroom and I'm like, oh my God. And she's arguing with a parrot and like, it just kept snowballing from there. My best friend's name is Claire. Her best friend's name is Claire. And then she makes a pilgrimage to Utica, New York, where I am from. And I'm like, I had to fucking turn the movie off yesterday. I'm like, I'm cursed. Something's <laughs> probably terrible is going to happen to me. I'm going to turn into this little voodoo doll behind me or something. And I am cursed. So I just, I just want to just preface this that no, I am not the character in the movie, but I feel like somebody stole my memoirs or like. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you Rebecca Hall? No, if I was Rebecca Hall, my life would be so much better right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know so what? much more money. <laughs> same. Yeah, same sees. I don't think Rebecca Hall would be the same on the show, though. So it's a good thing that you're you. She, she's British, isn't she? So Is she? Yeah, yeah. she's one of those, uh, those limey bastards that come over here and take American jobs playing Americans in these American movies. And I'm... That's- sick of it stop casting these goddamn brits and these aussies you need to stick stick to it's 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 fucking the economy up everyone thinks it's biden no it's not it's the gas prices are out of control because of all these goddamn foreigners coming into my fucking country and taking my jobs away from guys like robert downey jr courtney love courtney cox and fucking uh Chris Hemsworth. Wait, is Chris Hemsworth Brit? No, he's American. No, he's Australian. Australian. Oh, then fuck him. Get him out of here. Well, you know what? He always acts with that accent, though, so I think it's okay. He's not smoking mirrors. He's not blowing smoke up our asses. He's got Uh, an. He's he's excused because of that huge hog he has. I'm watching. It's huge. It's so big. That's how I ended up in this wheelchair. But then, like, uh, I, you got like, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the boys, right? And I'm loving the boys. You know, the guy who plays Homelander, Anthony Starr, I just found out that his accent is is thicker than the devil's dick, and uh, like, like, what is happening? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's Australian, I think. Yeah, sure. I have a huge lady boner for him because he was in that show Banshee, and I really liked it. Yeah. But anyways, right. I'm sorry, Aid. Back to the regularly scheduled programming. What I just said was was privy to the plot wait real quick if you look at the shadows behind a doesn't it look like someone performing oral sex yep (laughs) (laughs) well there you go everybody i i'm I'm going to see myself out now and this will be the mikey and micah show watch the youtube video just i know aids dirty shadows (laughs) i'm just looking at the dirty pillow she's got there oh my god shut (laughs) up oh there's not enough wine left in this bottle anyways well aid you're the breast host we got oh thank you anyways okay so back to you know my mom listens to this podcast hi mom so behave micah behave yourself because my mother's not going to be happy when she hears this she's going to write a sternly worded letter to you it's going to be an email (laughs) to me bitching at me and saying adrian lynn i cannot believe that you allowed this to happen you're welcome (laughs) so okay so i really wanted to talk about this one both of you had said that you really liked this movie a lot it does take place in the summertime it's actually i was looking today it's filmed in syracuse so not far from utica so that's why i'm not surprised i will say that when she goes to the bookshop i don't think they filmed that in utica because it was too clean and pretty oh i hope nobody from utica hears this sorry there goes all our utica fans oh my god all two of them know how to use the (laughs) wi-fi 
Oh my God, I'm throwing so much shade today. I guess it just must be, you know, it must be all of the shade I'm getting now. It's like reflecting off of me. Film in Syracuse, it's on a lake. I just want to say the only criticism I have is that both Rebecca Hall's character, Beth, and her best friend, Claire, they both have these enormous, beautiful homes. And I'm like, you're fucking teachers. It's their husbands. It's their husbands. Well, obviously, but that just annoys the fuck out of me. Because but I'm... also, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just a lowly teacher, right? So anyway, go ahead. Well, I don't know if this is how it goes down, but it kind of insinuates that Rebecca Hall's husband like single-handedly built that house because he was doing the same thing across the street. I'm like, I don't think, even if you're an architect, you still need a team of help. No, I don't think he built it by himself, by himself. They, they kind of insinuate that he does build it by himself. I feel like that's kind of left up to the viewer. I, I feel like he, like Mikey said, he did have a team. You know, the design was his uh, and obviously the replica of the house is his as well but yeah I'm, I'm sure he had other people helping out i mean he's not exactly amish so whatever whether he had a team or he did it by himself that's not a cheap project to do anyways. oh no yeah no I mean, not at all just buying that pr- the property on the lake like that i mean any kind of lakefront property is going to cost you money i mean i guess you're, unless you're living in like south dakota somewhere right where nobody lives but this is upstate new york i don't think it's that far off to say that this is probably going to be a little bit pricier than a normal you know house up there aid was this uh was this one of the finger lakes they were living on i don't know i i guess they if it was filmed in syracuse it's some lake in syracuse i don't know are there lakes in syracuse a lake, it's lake in syracuse it's lake syracuse oh it's okay it could be hiawatha i think it might be hiawatha like that's one of the finger lakes right Pond. i don't know yeah What's a finger I don't, lake? Listen, I look at, I do not go, oh wait, I think it is. Okay, it might be. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, So in in uh, the the Western New York, uh, well, I guess it's more upstate New York. There's it's central uh, what, New there's York, I should central, say. Central, central. Yeah, I'm central sorry. There's, there's five lakes in the shape of fingers. I guess they were glaciers uh, that r- ripped ass through there. Oh God, like, oh, I don't know, fucking centuries ago, whatever. Fuck, who cares? It's a beautiful fucking area. Maybe you're saying like, Mikey and I like this movie. Do you like this movie? I did like the movie a lot. Okay. There's a couple reasons why. Well, initially it reminded me a lot of What Lies Beneath. Okay. That's one of my favorite films. And I feel like this is a very, I don't think it's a played out trope, but I think it's a common trope where you're dealing with women who aren't necessarily of sound mind. And so we don't really, we can't really rely on their perception of anything. And so it's the same thing with Michelle Pfeiffer's character and what lies beneath and even with the mother's character in The Babadook. And I was also thinking Hmm. this reminded me a lot of The Babadook as well, because I mean, we can talk about this now or we talk about it later. I don't necessarily think that this, there's a couple of interpretations of what's happening in the film. It could be a supernatural element, but I think it's more metaphorical and I think it's more of a manifestation sort of along the lines of The Babadook. And that's where it differs from what lies beneath, in my opinion. Just like the Babadook, this movie really plays on grief, dread, the feeling of loss, hopelessness. This movie is just, it's beautifully shot. It's well-written. The cinematography is absolutely phenomenal. Rebecca Hall is astounding in this. David Bruckner, who wrote and directed this movie, is is an absolute fucking game-changer aid. Now, I love and I adore David Bruckner, everything that he's done so far. David Bruckner did the 2015 Southbound. Did you guys see that? Yeah, it was the anthology, right? Yeah, the anthology uh, Southbound, where everyone's just kind of like stuck in like this weird purgatory. And alongside with, hey, you just watched uh, the motion picture X, right? 
Mm-hmm. Ty West directed X. It was his first horror film in like 10 years. Ty West and David Bruckner are actually the founders of the found footage series VHS. Okay, that's where I knew it from. So so Ty West and David Bruckner and a couple other indie horror filmmakers, they got together and they used their own money, they, a little bit of crowdfunding, and VHS kind of like, they did VHS, VHS blew up, and of course we had like three sequels, and then VHS 94, which came out last year, which is fucking phenomenal but the david bruckner is is great and he really has this great way of giving the audience this sense of grief and this sense of dread and he's really good at nihilistic horror and i consider the night house like just that nihilistic horror and uh, he he is so fucking good at it with the night house he did 2017's the ritual you guys saw that one right yeah same yeah. thing loss grief what do we do when we're mourning he's so good at that and i'm really really looking forward to what he has in store for us next you guys know what he's doing next right no where are we talking about this the hellraiser reboot Oh, that's oh, his? Oh, okay. Yes, David Bruckner is in charge of the Hellraiser reboot. He's writing and directing it. It's going straight to Hulu so everybody can fucking watch this. Nobody has a goddamn excuse to mix, miss that shit. And of course, everything that he's done, the way he shoots his films and everything, and there's some shit in the Nighthouse. Aid, the statue that's behind you right now, the, the woman tied, bound and tied with the spikes coming out of her, I got a real Hellraiser vibe from that when i first watched that movie so i'm very very curious and very excited to see what he brings to the table with the hellraiser franchise that's actually pretty cool because i didn't know that and honestly i've seen i saw hellraiser one and two this past year for the first time the first time wow yeah that's awesome yeah i didn't really feel like uber pumped to watch it i know that based off of the updates we've been getting is that Pinhead is going to be a gender non-conforming entity. That's the way he was. They were, she was in, in the Hellbound Heart. Yeah. Which is a great read written by Clive Barker. Yeah. Which on topic for last month, which was Pride Month. But anyways, yeah. But, you know, it, it is something to look forward to now because one of the things that stuck out with me in the Night House was the sadness that encompasses the whole movie that turns into dread, that turns into darkness. And a lot of times when movies try to do it, like when characters try to do it, I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. You're sad. Keep going. But like, I even wrote down in my notes, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be funny in this episode because this movie bummed me out. Oh my God. God, I saw this movie in theaters and it was a real dark time in my life. And then watching this, like it was leaving the theater. It was so heavy. I saw it with my, uh, one of my best friends, Jesse, who is AEW's The Blade. I'm dropping names here. We sat in the parking lot and like we were legit like in his car, just kind of like quiet. And we were both crying. Like the movie is very intense and uh, yeah, it, it, it's heavy. Yeah. And and that's another thing too, especially watching something like this, because a lot of people who are looking for, you know, more in your face, jump scare type shit, you know, this is not the film. This is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to acknowledge her breakdown because so much of what, she's going through is kind of mimicked in the things that are happening to her. So I feel like if you're paying attention, then you can kind of see as she's unraveling all of the things in the house are getting worse. And, you know, it's, it's really terrible. Like it's just, 
So because you don't know right away, you know that somebody's died and then you, you start learning little by little, okay, it's the husband, you know, the husband died, but we don't know what happened to him. And it's not really revealed what happens to him until she has that confrontation with the parent bitching about her son's grade, yeah. which I have parents that was rough. writing nasty emails to me all the time, you know, in that same fashion, like just being completely passive aggressive and just mm-hmm. forgetting the fact that teachers are people, like we are people, we are not here to serve you you don't pay us. If you don't own a home, you're not a taxpayer. And if you want to control your teachers, then pull your kids out of public school and put them in private school because that's you paying for it. And you can go ahead and be a bitch all you want. So I'm sorry, that was, that was just me being a a teacher in the summertime. (laughs) But there's just the immediately, like I, I assumed, and I, I don't know if we can get to this later, if we can talk about it now, but immediately I assumed that the more grief she was going through that she was facing, that's what was the ghost. Like, I thought that's what was manifesting as the entity that's like fucking with her, right? I feel like it would be a disservice to give a lot of the plot away because I, I feel like a lot of people have, haven't have watched this movie yet. Well, we're going to have to do that because I don't know how we can talk about it without discussing certain parts of the movie, so. Like we did last time, if you've made it this far and you haven't seen the movie, this is a film that probably all of us highly recommend you go and watch right now. It is on HBO Max. You get it for mm-hmm. free if you have AT&T. <laughs> but it's definitely, hell, even if you only... If your only option is to watch it on Voodoo for $5, do it. Because this, I'm not going to say it's the greatest movie ever made, but definitely one of my top two favorite films of 2021. Well, let me stop you right there and we'll just stop for a second because I want to talk about what came out in 2021. Technically, this film premiered at Sundance in 2020, but it came out in theaters in August of 2021 in the U.S. Just that month alone for August, we had Candyman, which I fucking loved. Oh my God. And then Don't Breathe too, which I also loved. So yay. And then that entire year, we have some of the, like these amazing horror films. We have old, we have, well, I'm, I wrote you down. Say, you, no, you said amazing and immediately said old. Old, okay. Old was good. I liked old, but you know what? Old uh. scares me because I'm afraid of getting old, Micah, because my beautiful face will shrivel up and die. Oh my God. Okay. You will always be beautiful. Halloween Kills, which is not good, but I had a list it there because a lot of people do like that movie. But then we have The Forever Purge, which I loved. And thank you, by the way, Micah. I didn't just not hear that. Spiral, which I did love. I love Spiral. And I know some of you had a problem with that. Uh, the, the Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It. The Wrong Turn remake, which was not a remake, but it was actually pretty good. Oh, God. It, it should have been called good. something else. It should it, not have it, been a wrong it, turn it, movie. No, it- should not have been a fucking wrong turn movie. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to derail your show anymore. Keep going. No, it's okay. It's fine because everyone has like a, a, a shit with that. And it's true because that movie, they're only using the metadata for that. We know this for the wrong turn title. It is not a wrong turn movie. So do not go into it thinking that, but it is, yeah. it, it would have been good for Pride Month if we'd done it last month. Malignant came out, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, which I like the Escape Room movies. I mean, they're guilty pleasure. A classic horror story, Antlers, Fear Street Part 1, Army of the Dead. Antlers sucked. Was Antlers bad? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I hated Antlers so much. It was. I waited waited so long for that fucking movie to come out too, and it was so disappointing. Is that with Carrie Russell? Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It was middle of the road. It tried to be both a creature feature and a slow burn, and it just ended up not working. Oh, it was so boring. Yeah. But anywho, continue. And Millie's Wonderland, VHS 94. So we had a ton of horror. Okay, so maybe not. they're not all amazing. I rescind my amazing adjective. 
when did scare package come out I don't scare know. package was was scare package 2021 or 2020 you know I don't know. Because Hold scare on. package. 20, it's a 2019, so. You know what? I'll just go ahead and fuck myself. <laughs> I will say that out of that list, the only ones, so some of them I didn't watch. The ones that I did watch, the only thing that I actually think I liked in that list is Malignant and the Fear Street tr- Trilogy. Oh, you don't like Candyman? It was okay. I wouldn't really watch it again, but it was, I'm also not big into the, the Candyman series. Oh, I love Candyman. I love Candyman. Tony Todd rules. I have a signed photo of Tony Todd hanging above my bed. Oh, bless your heart. I know. It's so sad. Wait, have you watched, uh, uh, not to sidetrack anymore, but have you watched the series Holliston? No. That's done by Adam Green and uh, Joe Dante? Oh, no, I have not. Two seasons are on Shudder right now, and uh, all they have are two seasons. And uh, they, they always have, like, reoccurring characters like Bill Mosley, Kane Hodder, Danielle Harris, Sid Haig. But there's an episode with Tony Todd, and the episode with Tony Todd is my absolute favorite. It's well, so good. What's it called? It's called Holliston. Two promising filmmakers living in a real shitty apartment in ba- in Baston. Oh God! It's just uh, it's it's a parody of sitcoms, but a lot of shenanigans ensues because they're trying to get this movie called Shin Pads going, get some funding for it, get people like involved in it and stuff. Shin Pads is a soccer team that died in a plane crash and they're undead, and the tagline is when they score, you die. But uh, you know everybody <laughs> loves Adam Green. Adam Green's great. Well, I know. I'm just, uh, it's good that you're here because we need all of this metadata. Thank you. Yeah, I highly recommend Holliston. <laughs> but it's a great, D. Snyder is a character in it. You have uh, Odorous Arungus, an imaginary friend in that movie if uh, from Guar fame. Uh, rest in peace. I was going to say, isn't he dead too? Yeah, like, he's, what are we... Oh, he's, he's deader than Gilbert Dave, Gottfried. You kidding Dave me? Dave Brocky, yeah. Oh, he's, my as, God. he's as dead as fucking uh, uh, Sean Connery. Oh my um, god! Jeez. Yeah. Okay, we need to stop talking about dead people. There's an actual dead person in the film that we should probably focus more on. So yeah, he's way yeah. Hotter. Let's talk about Rebecca Hall's dead husband. So you know what the thing is, and I, I will say this about her: a lot of the ways that she was acting, which is what bothered me, I think, the most about this movie, because the way that she was behaving towards it are some of the same things that I would do. Like she threw out the casserole dish at the beginning, yeah, and then she goes and drinks. Same thing. And then she, she just, now she's on overload. She's packing up all his shit. She's pissed off. And she has a very, you know, she has the right to be pissed off. He left her, like he killed himself and like yeah. all of these things, like, it's just so sad. And so this is why I think it's more of a metaphor. And this is just a manifestation of her depression, that this is not a supernatural thing bothering her, but there are two theories for what's happening to her. And it's just, it's odd because if you do the metaphorical reason, then the second house doesn't make sense. But again, she is an unreliable main character. No one besides Madeline that we know of has seen the other house, right? And so we're just going off what Madeline's telling her. Oh, and that's another thing. How the fuck is she going to go through his phone and find all these women? Like, I would have been so fucking mad. Like, what the f- 
fuck like this and I, I think that's like the scariest thing like someone you could be with for all of these years is not who you think they are that is the most horrifying thing about this entire film in my opinion and that's the same thing that happens in what lies beneath right like the entire time like she thinks she's going crazy and she's not it's Harrison Ford gaslighting her and he's basically the fucking killer right so spoiler alert for what lies beneath if you haven't seen it I'm sorry but where the hell have you been so we came out 94 yeah <laughs> that was it's newer that well it came out like i think 98 i love that movie by the way oh, the movie's like great movies. i yeah. love what lies beneath and you're right it was like 97 or 97 i i don't know whatever uh, i just remember i think i was like 12 when i saw it at the movie theater at universal studios i just remember it, it was really cold and you the saw it in theater, theaters like, too yeah yeah with awesome. my with my aunt <laughs> so i know memories so anyway um so I just, I, I don't know. So I, what do you guys think? Like, do you think this is a supernatural? Do you think it's a manifestation? Do you think it's both? Like, what do you believe the things that she sees? Because half the time she's uh, always waking up. And so I don't really know what the hell she's saying is actual real or not. And I probably need to watch it again, honestly. Um, and probably and, and watch it all the way through. It's kind of like, it's kind of like what you said. You compared it to the Duke. I do want to believe that everything that we saw in the movie was real. Now her husband's dead. She's, she's pissed off. She's angry, obviously, but she's also grieving. She's sad. Uh, but then she starts like shit happens. And hey, Mikey, I love this so fucking much when she falls asleep and she starts doing that sleepwalking shit. She's seeing a lot of stuff. She's seeing her dead husband naked standing on the water in the lake. And she keeps hearing a voice. And she keeps thinking that she's being haunted by the spirit of her dead husband when actuality it's a demon. And the reason I, I know I didn't want to give a lot of the plot away, but it's she technically died years prior to this. And uh, she ex uh, explained to her friend Claire her husband's suicide note, which said, you're right. There's nothing. You're safe now. And uh, she explained that that when she died she said that there's nothing there's no light it's just nothing and that nothing is a demon that kind of clinged her clinged himself to uh rebecca hall's character i really don't want to give other parts of the plot away because this movie something about this movie it constantly kept you guessing and uh, mikey i want your take on what aid's question was but then i have a question for both of you after that and it's aid i i want to say that everything that happened in the movie the demon that's nothing everything that she finds out about her husband that he did prior to his suicide is all real i i, I want to say it's all real obviously it is still a metaphor for grief dealing with a loss of someone and and suicide this movie's this movie is just very fucking heavy i want to say that all of it was real that it wasn't all in her head that's, that's that's kind of my take on that I, I i think i think everything that happened that you saw in the movie did actually happen okay i the way i took it was it, it's kind of i don't think it's a metaphor or at least for me it's not a metaphor i think everything that happened did happen and the note said even though it's kind of minorly off what you said Oh, I have it right here. It says, you were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. Okay. Yeah. And Fuck me, guys. Well, it's it's important because that, no, last, <laughs> that last line, nothing is after you. Like when you, when you first are introduced to this letter, and that's one of the magical things about this movie is it didn't really keep me guessing. I understand why you say that, but like I wasn't 
thinking ahead of time. I was watching this and I wish I would have seen it in theater, but I didn't watch it in theater because looking at the commercial and looking at the poster, it looks just like a, I have a ghost in my house. And like, even though I'm a horror fan, I'm not really a fan of like that kind of horror um, where it's just, you know, a simple ghost and coming into your house, or whatever. But then the critic review started coming out and I was like, okay, this seems like it's something more. And so that was kind of theme for me that kept going on through the movie where I was watching it. And I was like, oh, her husband killed himself. He left this note. That note is really weird and it's kind of rude. And so, but then something happens. You're like, oh, okay, there's something more. And then you're like, oh, okay, there's something more. Her husband actually had this thing that he was doing. And then I was like, okay, that's fine. But then you're like, oh, it's actually something more. She died and there was nothing there. But even though she goes to this story, they do it so well that you don't put it together until the very end you realize that. And I don't think it was a demon. I think it was just something otherworldly because there was no real sense of evil. He wasn't trying to like possess her. He wasn't trying to like drag her to hell. He just he was went- kind of trying to fuck her. Yeah, there was that. Which, okay, <laughs> so this is another thing that like, it's a very emotional movie. And when you think it's her husband and they have that like, scene in the bathroom where it's almost kind of like a love scene it's just like the score is like so perfect and the score really helps add on to your feelings and your emotions and it you just feel for this woman who's showing what it's like to go through that situation did you hear that that was a puppy she's going through this this situation and it's believable it's not you know an actor just trying to do this and then you figure out what actually is happening. And in that moment in the bathroom where, where he's like, I'm not Owen. That's when I was like, oh, fuck. And I did think it was a demon at first, but the longer the movie went, I was like, actually, I don't think this is a demon. I think it's just something that we don't know about, which is nothing. And it just yeah. all came together. And I forgot when I first saw this movie, it really like bummed me out for days oh yeah I'm not saying that so you don't watch it but like I was just like in a sulking mood for like three days after I saw it Mikey it is fucking heavy dude yeah it does kind of have its grip on you sort of like how whatever the nothing is it has its grip on her right so however they made the film was very effective I was reading an analysis today about that nothing actually is death and death is what's coming for her. Death had her before, wanted to keep her, couldn't like keep her. Like a Final her. Destination vibe there. Yeah, but I don't want to compare it to that because it's not hokey. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's not, but that sense that she died, she was supposed to be his, you know, yeah. What She keeps saying nothing. Nothing is actually death and death wants her back. And death had her before and eventually death takes Owen, right? Because Owen is, is essentially killing these other women who look like Beth to fool death right however what concerns me about all of this is what beth is actually like that's the thing like we don't know because we don't see anything past the ending so was the house really there mel says that something was back there but he doesn't really know and madeline says something's back there but it could have just been like a shed and when you said mel who who is mel is is the neighbor the morgan freeman Freeman guy right (laughs) God, no. No, okay, he is. So- okay because micah please he he's played by Vondi curtis hall morgan freeman <laughs> uh, okay so 
<laughs> now, now, Aid, Mikey, as you're watching the movie, the, the the movie, The Night House, when Morgan Freeman shows up, does it does it go through your head at all that maybe he's not real as you're watching it? Well, that's another thing too. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's it's now there is a there is a Hollywood. This isn't like a big budget Hollywood movie, but there is a Hollywood trope where there are these like really wise old black characters that end up just being someone's fucking imagination. And it, it's, you know what I'm talking about. This happens a lot in movies. Well, I don't know if they're always black, but I do know that that they trope are. is true. Yes, I agree. Yeah, you got, you got Danny Glover is always imaginary. Morgan Freeman, always imaginary. <laughs> Did yeah, I mention I... Uh, Morgan Freeman? always yeah. imaginary there was something off about that character just in the way he was i don't I, I kind of chalked it up to the acting abilities but now that you mention it it was there was something off it was a little too friendly in the beginning and then when he's trying to stop her from exploring and she's like oh no and he's like i really don't think you should do it i was like bitch just tell him I left my vaginal mesh back there don't fucking tell me where to go like I need to go find like I don't know what else to like it was frustrating me but there was something just weird about him it, it wasn't just him though like stopping her from doing these things it was also her friend she, Claire was doing this Claire yeah. was which doing actually leads me to this when you guys were watching the movie before you kind of figured out what was going on when Rebecca Hall uh, was finding pictures of women that looked just like her on her husband's phone what was going through your head especially when claire her best friend i uh, was trying to stop her from like like doing the whole like just leave it be he's not here to uh, defend himself i uh, why don't you just let it go you know what throw the fucking phone out you know like what because... what do you think was happening in the plot what do you think claire was getting at here because when i saw this i thought claire had nefarious intent and I also thought that the neighbor was in on it too. I thought this was going to be a cult thing before the, the plot kind of unfolded. As I'm sitting there in the theater watching this, what I thought was going to happen was not at all what fucking happened. And my buddy that I saw the movie with kind of thought the same thing, that the neighbor and Claire, they, they were more nefarious than what they were. How did you guys feel about that before the plot was actually revealed? Like, wh like, which way do you think the movie was actually going? I did not see that with Claire because I saw it as Claire assuming he was having an affair and she okay. didn't want her, her best friend to have to go and dig that bullshit up because he's already dead. Like, he's dead, he's gone. And I, I kind of see her point because what's the point of, un, you know, revealing all of this bullshit if he's he's gone? Like, yeah. what, what what can she do at this point, right? Yeah. But with the neighbor, I just thought it more of, I didn't think he was nefarious. I thought, well, maybe he's, maybe he's dead too. But then at the end, I don't think he is because obviously Claire sees him at this point. I think that they are there to show the audience that she has a very strong support system. Okay. And she's not, not using it. And she's being very passive aggressive about it. She's being sarcastic even when Claire tells her, get out of the house. Yeah. Come stay with me. And she's like, you're right. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, she's so much like me. 
I would have said the same thing and just did whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. And so that's why a lot of this was bothering me because I'm like, Oh my God. And then, um, with her, I just think that I just think it's all in her head. I don't, I don't think that other house is there. It's not finished or there's just something up with that. I don't think those dead bodies are really there. Really? I think he was just having affairs with those women. That's what I take it as because I'm just a mean person, but I think that he was just fucking all these women. I don't think he was killing them. And why did he commit suicide? And then he committed suicide because he's crazy. I don't know. Like, because he feels guilty for fucking all these women behind his wife's back. I don't know. I guess I, that's the thing. There's a lot of holes with that analysis. So I think it's a lot easier to lean towards the supernatural elements of it because. Uh, You know what? Hey, that's what makes this movie so good is that it is up to interpretation that you have your way of viewing this movie. I have my way of viewing this movie. Mikey has his way of viewing this movie. Maybe I'm just a simple-minded hoe because I didn't really <gasps> think anything. But you're, wait, I'm sorry, but you're my simple-minded hoe, so don't say that, okay? Oh, thank you. Hey, love we love you. them hoes. I, <laughs> I just thought that she was being a good friend because it's, it is the situation where it's like you're digging through your dead husband's phone you know, there's even a term, I think it's a term called let sleeping corpses lie. Is that the correct term? Yeah, sure. And it's like, just let it be because, and I think she knew they were going to find something, but it's like, what's the point at this point? You know, you can either let go of him with the memory of him being your husband, or you can drag it on and then think of him as, you know, a cheater. I didn't really, I don't know, like I didn't, put a lot of metaphorical themes on it because I actually don't really like those. Really? For me, I like knowing that what I see is what I'm getting. You know, I, I don't really put a lot of time in thinking, and which is probably why I don't like a lot of like highbrow movies that people are usually into. Because with me, I'm just like, okay, cool. This is what I see. But I did really like this one. And actually, Aid mentioned that nothing could be death, which I'm kind of sold on at this point because... The husband's tricking him into basically giving him other souls of people that look like her. You can't trick death. It did trick whatever this was for the time being, which is why I don't think it was death. I think it was something different. But you know what really sold me on the idea, and maybe it's just me reaching? The ending scene is almost like being on the river of sticks with death. Okay. Oh, and that's whenever aid mentioned it because that ending scene is amazing because also it's it's, it's, it's incredible he doesn't fight her to kill her it's almost like death is in love with her and he just lets her go because she finds the will to live when she realizes that she is loved by her best friend that oh god mikey you're talking about the ending that ending is (laughs) is that, that ending fucked me up man it did yeah Age, you weren't here. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I'm done. (laughs) I was just saying. Welcome back, Aid. How's that? How's your Franzia? You're on mute, Aid. She's so wasted right now. Her false eyelashes coming off. Firstly, I do not wear false eyelashes. (laughs) Oh, that's all Aid. The eyebrows are fake. The eyelashes are real. I will admit to that. However, and it's not Franzia. It's Miraval. So. Shut up, my guy. Trader Joe's <laughs> finest. 
Miraval <laughs> is not a Trader Joe's wine. I mean, they do sell it at Trader Joe's, but that's not the point. Anyways, yeah. yes, I know I wasn't here. I was here. We're going to take all of this out because I was here the whole time, everybody. I didn't go away, I promise. What I was telling Michael was, you mentioned that there's a theory that nothing is death. And since we've since you've mentioned it, I've been thinking about it. And I think that I actually do subscribe to that idea because yeah. he was trying, the husband was trying to trick death because he was basically killing these women that kind of looked like his wife. Obviously it didn't work. Death kept coming back. But what really sold me was that the ending scene of the night house is very reminiscent of being on the river of sticks with the death. The river of dicks. Yes. And, I, and well, so that's she, what I want to be. And that's why she, he says in the last two lines of the film, do you remember? Like, he's like, Mel, Mel, Mel even says, there's nothing there. And she goes, I know. Oh, oh I yeah, know yeah, because yeah. nothing is death. She sees the silhouette, the silhouettes in the water as well. Yeah. She sees death still. And so this is another thing why I want it to be a metaphor, because if it is her depression, then she can somehow get through this. If this is just death, she's not going to be able to subverted it much longer i mean it's always going to be looking for her right and messing with whatever guy or girl she decides to be with in the future because apparently it wasn't coming after her right it was <laughs> it was targeting owen and owen is the husband everyone do we say that because yes <laughs> okay. i think so we, we, we didn't come out and say it but we said his name a few times so it's Okay, but yeah. what if this isn't a horror movie and what if this is actually a love story between death and the mortal and at the end she finally lets him down and realizes she doesn't need to be obsessed with death because she realizes her friend loves her and that's what's pulling her through because if you remember Claire tells her she loves her in a very awkward time and it kind of yeah. stuck out. And I was yeah. like, why did she, that's kind of weird. I mean, I get it. You love your friends, but the way she said it was kind of weird. And even Rebecca Hall was like, thanks. But at the very end, who does she hear when she snaps back from the upside down? It's she her friend, Claire. Claire, Claire yeah. and Morgan Freeman. From the upside down. <laughs> oh, good. Now I can, now I can hashtag stranger things. With this episode. Thank you, Mikey. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Cause I, when she said, I love you, like, I was like, oh my, because it's just, if something, you know, if you think about your best friends and these things that happen to them, if something this horrific ever happened to someone that who, you know, says I'm very close with, you know, I think that it, she, that Claire needed to hear this. Cause I think that by Claire's. I love Becca, you, Micah, put that bottle down. <laughs> that, I think that Beth needed to hear She's that Claire loved party, her. Though. Because even Beth had said when she got home, cause she, at first she was being facetious. She wasn't going to leave. She yeah. was being, you know, she's being bitchy, like, like, as you do. And, or <laughs> as I do, because apparently this is a reflection of my life. But when she says, I love you, that's when Beth, I think sort of, it triggers her to change her mind. Okay. I'm, I am going to get out of this house. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get the fuck out. I'm going to taunt the entity first. And her sitting there and crying like that. I was just like, like when your your heart is so broken and there's nothing else you can do and that's all you can do is just like wail out that kind of cry mm -hmm. and how sad it was and then when she looks up and sees here in the mirror yeah that scene yeah. that scene was amazing and can we also talk about because even though like it it is strange that this isn't like a traditional horror film but it is horrifying when you actually see nothing and the way that you see it. Well, yeah. Now, I, I, earlier I mentioned about the cinematography of the movie and it's 
when she's walking through the house and she could see a shape of something looking at her mm-hmm. but then when she moves a little it's like a door frame a well because that's hallway, something it's something we can all shape. relate to oh yeah yeah like, like uh, it's like like fucking sleep paralysis you're, you're laying yeah. in bed and you're you're surrounded by fuck demons uh but it turns <laughs> out it's just a pillow sitting on a chair I mean, and it's awful because I don't know if you've ever had one of those terrors like that. Like I've, I had, I've had that probably twice that I remember vividly. Like one was so bad. I jumped out of bed and I ran screaming. And I remember my boyfriend at the time, this is years ago. He gets out and he's like, do I need to get the gun? Like, I'm like, there's somebody in the corner of the fucking room. And he's like breaching out. Like I literally, I was crying. Like I thought that somebody was there and so I can understand, I see where she's coming from. She's, she can, she, her mind, she's just, she's like playing into this. I, I just don't think it was real. I think it's all in her head. I don't think, I just, I mean, I, I believe that she believes that. All right, believe all women, yeah. hashtag. Oh, wow. Sounds like you're <laughs> gaslighting right now. No, I believe that she believes that. I believe something horrible is happening, but I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to see the police go to the other place and find all those bodies under the house. That's what <laughs> that's, I want to see. That, that's why, like, it, it's this movie is up to an interpretation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a wrong way of viewing this movie and, and having your own thoughts of this movie. I think one way, A, do you think everything was just her way of coping with finding out that her husband was having these affairs? I, I think there was actually, and I know you guys say it's death. I think it was something other than death that was after her. But I mean, everybody has their own interpretation of this film. And uh, David Bruckner left this up to you. Like, like this is this is your, when you leave the theater, it, it's your, or leave watching this movie. Like it's your own interpretation on yeah. just, just like the Babadook on, um, which again, another one where it's uh, just a manifestation of her grief and rage that creates yeah. Babadook and the fact that she can't use her vibrator because her fucking evil child keeps jumping in her bed. Like, oh I would lose God. my fucking mind too, I guess. I don't know, but. I don't have kids. <laughs> a Babadook is another one that I feel like everything happened, happened, and it was just a monster in her house. <laughs> oh, you think it was a monster? No, yeah. that bit. That bitch killed her own dog. Like that's what pissed me off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, I'm just, um, I'm just, um, I'm not that deep, I guess. Well, Mikey, it's Pride Month. I'm sorry. It, no, it's not Pride Month. It's July. Yeah, it's Wet Hot Slasher Summer. This is so the July episode. <laughs> that's right. This is where this is the month where Chick Chick Fil A could just keep being themselves. Well, you know, the original origin of Wet Hot Slasher Summer was the hopes that we could do horror erotica. So we'll mm. see what's coming up down the pipe. My pipe, if you know what I mean. Hey. Well, okay, I know, but this movie wasn't that. Well, this movie actually is pretty erotic. I mean, that fucking doll was like, oh my God, the voodoo doll. Yeah, Aid. Aid, if this is There's- all in her fucking head, explain the goddamn fucking voodoo doll. And okay. the books, the books that say to she confuse. Yes, to trick it, trick it, yeah. confuse it. Yeah, Aid, explain that. Okay, yeah. so there, there was a. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Are Aid's you... mom, I apologize. I didn't say bitch, I said bish. Oh. Okay, nope. I'm just. No I'm cap. Are, are you we done? We bossing. Are you done? <laughs> 
I was trying to. I was trying to make a more. I was trying to. Okay. No, listen. So, Cardoya, I don't hate you, but shush. Let me let me say my facts. I looked it up. Aid, I'm trying, but you won't fucking say it. You just keep fucking talking. Why? I don't know. You're not fucking talking, so I I guess the men will have to take over. Okay. So clearly, Micah will never be another ghoul friend on an episode. (gasps) Aww. I'm kidding. That's not true. That's Mikey's not true. upset. You upset? No, that's not true. You've gone and upset the boy now, have you? <laughs> okay. No, but the Cardroya or however you say it is a Welsh turf maze, usually, and the sevenfold Cretan labyrinth design. So yes, but I think that her husband had some mental issues of his own, and that's why he blew his fucking brains out because maybe he's feeling guilty because he's fucking all these women behind his wife's back. Maybe he's trying this to make this demon not fucking get her. But it doesn't matter. Okay. A man tries to do something nice for his wife, and all of a sudden it's fake. <laughs> no, it is fake. Okay. <laughs> Mikey, this led to my fucking divorce, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Okay. I'm sorry, Micah. Were you murdering women to keep your wife appeased? With because his like, that's, that's so my many. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. No. He okay. So let's say all of this was happening. He was still fucking killing people. Like he was killing women. That they is, were luring them. You know in. what? He was killing nothing but Star Trek red shirts. Those broads didn't matter. They were just going to be stuck in fucking Utica the rest of their lives, shitting out kids, <laughs> shitting out kids left and right. You know what? All those broads could go fuck themselves. All right. Now, Rebecca <laughs> Hall, Rebecca Hall, she was a school teacher. She was molded. She was molding and shaping young minds. He was killing girls that didn't fucking matter. Well, apparently they mattered at some point because that's why he decided fuck to kill himself, right? He should have just killed himself at the beginning. How the fuck are you going to kill all, all these people? I, I, I'm sorry. Jeez, yeah. I don't know, because he was trying to pr- protect his perfect, wonderful wife. Yeah, okay. So he's going to kill innocent women to protect his wife. I just... I uh, they were hookers. They oh were my- not hookers. The one girl worked at a fucking bookstore. She made like $7.95 an hour for people. Yeah, and to Come make on. up for that, she had an OnlyFans blowing Morgan Freeman. I'm waiting for the anima- anima- animation. Do it. Do it. <laughs> no. Oh, do no, your no, Doug, no, no, it's a, no. It's a I'm not going to do it. Doug did me dirty. So here it is. <laughs> oh my god thank you there you go another, aids mom another how you doing episode i cannot show my mother thank yeah you yeah how you doing uh, miss mrs aid so the one plot hole that i see because you know the he did kill those women which i we don't see the aftermath so we don't know what exactly happened but i don't understand how killing himself helps her oh because i i because hmm. the death was coming, the death was manipulating him to kill her. So instead yeah. of killing her, he was killing the other women. That was his excuse. Because the there were trickery. times where he was trying to kill her. Remember when she comes down the stairs, it's Christmas time and she sees in her dream or whatever that he was trying to choke her while she was sleeping. Oh, okay. Well, that you was know, the just... one part that I didn't get then. So I yeah, mean, then, I, uh, so this is this is no, why real, I real quick, real quick now. Who doesn't like getting choked? <laughs> eh? Am that I right? Not, well, okay, Am I yes, right? She was sleeping. There's a it difference. depends. Are you choking me in the front or the sides? 
because there's a way to do it. Yeah. That's not, well, she was sleeping. That's, you don't fucking do that when somebody's sleeping, okay? So you do that a little bit. The next thing you know, there was a cock in your mouth. That's what happened last time. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ma'am. Moving on from this conversation, like I see the, the sun has gone down and my green screen has gone, you know, completely. It's gone, it's gone rogue. It has. How sad is that? Like I need to turn, I guess I should turn it off or just move it back. Hey, oh God, what of what of Stella? Why is this movie like an onion? Go. Okay, well, we obviously it's open to a bunch of different interpretations. In fact, if you okay, because onions have layers, there's lots of layers to this film. And oh, but what about a parfait? Parfaits have layers. No, and it makes you cry. No, you're right about there that. Is, yes, there it does is, make Mikey. I was tearing up. I, I was I was tearing up many a time during this film. And so yeah. it, it is not your typical horror film, people. So I don't want to catch any shit from anybody listening to this episode saying, oh, well, that's not. It is a horror movie, just like What Lies Beneath and Babadook are in the same vein, I think. And if we're going to focus on a female character who's slowly unraveling this is the best way to showcase that. I think horror is the best way to do that because we can at least add these supernatural elements to it and make it more interesting versus just somebody fucking freaking out on the floor. Dealing, dealing with grief. Now, Abe, yeah. you mentioned that this movie is not about jump scares, that it is a slow burn. There are about three very unexpected jump scares in this movie. They're not like a shitty Blumhouse. It's, exactly. It's not. No, James Wan didn't make this movie. Look, <laughs> James Wan, James Wan's dick can't touch his asshole, so he can't go fuck himself. Somebody else could go fuck James Wan to death. I want Mr. Garrison from South Park to find James Wan, <laughs> fuck him to death. Uh, that dog, that dog barking right now to fuck James Wan to death. Uh, now, now, David Bruckner his dick can't touch his asshole because he's so man's game. He hangs huge dong, but like, oh. but like David Bruckner gets it. And it's, it's that slow, that slow, slow, slow burn that we have in this movie that when we do get those jump scares, they are so fucking unexpected that they scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Which is why I said that there really isn't because I feel like if you talk about jump scares, they're always happening. Anytime something gets quiet, Anytime she's at the window, you expect something to happen. It doesn't. I, I like that. I like a lot of these things. But again, this is like a completely unreliable main character. So I guess we can go back and forth. I don't know. Um, goons, you tell us what you think. Email us at slasherspod at gmail.com. Actually, just email me at eight slasherspod gmail.com. Or 2069. <laughs> or just DM me, as most of you do anyways. Yeah, dick messages. DM me too. Is that what that sound stands for? Or is that yeah, really... that's why your DMs are full of dicks. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways, I can't do this anymore. What time? What? How, where are we at? Where are An we? Hour Who and is, six you know what? Uh, Who am I? Who are you? Mm. Are you a manifestation of Mikey's and I imagination? I mean, I like... might be, but it's eight back back on this uh, the movie, The Night House itself. I'm, and I feel like we covered pretty much all that we can about it. But it's David Bruckner, and I cannot. Oh God, I keep sucking his dick dry over here. Mm-hmm. David Bruckner is just so fucking phenomenal. He is so man's game. Everyone should just 
give him all the money in the world. He should do everything. I'm so excited about Hellraiser. Obviously, I mentioned Southbound. He also did this movie, Beyond the Gates, starring Barbara Crampton. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. Yeah, starring, starring is a, a loose term, but go ahead. I, you know what? Don't talk about Barbara that way. You know she's tight as fuck. Oh, well, uh, we, we forgot to mention, speaking of which, we forgot to mention that Linnea quickly does her cameo and Death Drop Gorgeous. <laughs> She does. God damn, I love Linnea so much. I taught uh, I taught Linnea how to properly do lunges and squats. Oh, look at Micah just like dropping all of his like fun little facts. Did did I mention I'm in a movie with Lloyd Kaufman? Yes, volcano sharks or whatever. Ah, yeah, sure. Volcano snow snow sharks from uh, from my dick. No, uh, Linnea Quigley's great. We love her. He just fucking rules. He's amazing. Obviously, you guys have seen VHS. You know he did the siren, right? That that's the one where the where she rips the guy's dick off. Oh, and everything. oh, okay. So that no, was it's from great. the anthology. Okay. Yes, yeah. Because the oh last thing you, the last <laughs> thing you want to do is give a fucking wing demon bitch cocaine because she will surely rip your dick off and fly away with it. Yeah, Leviticus 2.14. VHS is so great. I think that- It's great. Part two is my favorite. My favorite installment is the, and we talked about this before because it was the same guy who did Apocalypse on a different episode of Slasher's podcast, but he also did the cult uh, clip in- Oh, yeah. What's his name? I can't even think right now. But he also Fuck. did. Uh, we we had this whole conversation. Oh, God we damn it! On, I know that we're on there. I guess we'll plug much ado about nerdy. Thank you, thank you guys for joining us on that episode. Sorry, we can't remember anything that we talked about. <laughs> but I just think that anthologies are so difficult, in my opinion, for me to get into. And VHS does it so beautifully well. The first one's a little shaky. Second one finds its rhythm. The third one is whatever. I have yet to see 94. But for oh, anthology hey, 94 series, is so good. I need to watch it. I know. I'm we'll watch it tonight. Times. We'll watch it and tonight. That's, and that's the thing, though, because most of my time is spent watching movies for the show because I just want to make sure I have everything done for the show. So I never really get to see new things. I'm really glad that we got to do the Night House on this episode because I finally got to watch it. I had a reason to, to see it. Rapid fire question. What's the best anthology film put out there? You have three seconds. One. Creep two, show. Three. Tales of Halloween. No. Ugh, y'all suck. Obviously the correct answer is Tales from the Hood. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Tales from the Hood is fucking great. No, very good, great. Mikey. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, I'm a creep show guy myself. I understand with creep show and there's even, what, what's the other one that's like creep show, but it's not. Um, oh, creep show too. Not creep show too. You know, the other one. Where the guy Creep was dating the demon three. and oh, tales of the dark, tales of darkness. Tales dark, of the, yes. uh, 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 Why could I never tales. remember? The That's the one with the. That, gra- that was. The I don't know why right? she can't remember anything. Christian Slater got uh, face fucked by a mummy. Okay, Mikey, I'm on summer vacation, so don't you judge me. Okay. I didn't yeah, say so anything. And, and and it's my birthday week, so I am allowed to drink my Miraval on camera. Yeah, age. You're turning um, 29, right? I'm turning 24. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, dare I'm so you sorry. age me five years? 24. 24. You're so mean to her, Micah. Isn't I know. I, I don't know. understand what I did to deserve this. Anyway, oh. 
yes tales from the hood is great but thank you i just really like tales uh from halloween and i love yeah, tales, tales from halloween. halloween's great well, i All mean because right. it well it's like it's straight to streaming it didn't come out in theaters and it was so fucking good when I watched it. I mean, for Christ's sake, Lucky McKee even does a, a, like a whole little thing on there with Pollyanna Macintosh on it. And while it's not the best one in there, the fact that that is even in there is so good. I real quick guilty pleasure, Shillarama. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, also <laughs> done by Adam Green. The Diary of Anne Frankenstein is really great. It's so good. I love anything that's a parody of Anne Frank. Oh my god. <laughs> Because if you listen to Damn That Scary, apparently uh, we're that uh, we're, we're the Hitler podcast. We always mention him every episode, and somehow that just comes up. Uh, but you I know, know you even peppered him in on your comments on one of our episodes that I just left there because I was being nice. Yeah, and I just did it again. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. Anyways. Anyways, okay. So we're coming to the end of the episode. Any final thoughts on Night House before we uh, say goodbye to our lovely mutant? Absolutely love the the oh, fuck. I see Mikey. <laughs> I almost did it too. I'll blame it on the. Uh, 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 You're gonna have to do that. I know exactly. Mm. Oh my god, is that like a whole liquor bottle that you? Just He's been drinking <laughs> from that since like the middle of the episode. Eight. I oh, thought yeah. it was a cup. Oh okay. no, eight. I'm fucking litty titty spaghetti over here, baby. Oh over here god. is a big old glass of tequila with a splash of lime, and right here, this is my hobo juice. Homo juice? Uh, yeah, homo yeah. Juice. I'm. It'll have you sucking dick in no time. The Nighthouse. Uh, Rebecca Hall is absolutely polarizing. She should have gotten every fucking award known to man. She should have gotten Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, she should have fucking had her, her clit licked by Chris Hemsworth himself. What an honor. <laughs> but instead, she's in a movie coming up with Tim Roth called Resurrection. Probably. I'm drunk. The Nighthouse is absolutely phenomenal. I give it five out of five scaries. There is a severe lack of tittery in it. But at the bar scene uh, with all the teachers sitting down, that very awkward bar scene, uh, I actually know one of the waitresses in that. Uh, her name is Olivia O'Hearn. She's uh, an aspiring actress slash model. Uh, and uh, this uh, is this. So see, look out for her in the future. But anyways, <laughs> uh, David Bruckner fucking rules. Hellraiser is coming out soon. The Ritual fucks. Southbound fucks. VHS fucks. The Siren fucks. Beyond the Gate fucks. Zero killed fucks, Amityville fucks, no one gets out alive fucks, everything he does fucks, this guy is fucking gold, he is the Midas touch, he has big dick energy, David Bruckner, look out for him, he's coming at you, he's coming hard, The Night House, check it out, HBO fucking Max, Prime shit, I don't know what the fuck it's called, Uh, this movie fucks. It's five out of five scaries. Goddamn. Mikey, why do you feel about this fucking shit? Okay. Okay. Micah, let me remind you this is the Slashers podcast. Wait, where am I? <laughs> Mikey, what is your opinion of this film? Um, oh, God, really? Well, you're not Greg. You're no. wait, Where am I? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so I miss little- Greg. A little preview of Damn That Scary for all of y'all. If you haven't listened yet, this is literally what the show, what their show is, which is great. I, I do like, I do enjoy listening to it. It's, 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 it's a lot of energy. A lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. I just lost my pen. 
Mikey, what do you think? My pen. Um, oh my well, God. I don't know why you made me go after Micah. We're like, I know. Well, it's, we, we need to calm everybody down after their bump of cocaine they just listened to. So I know. Jeez. Okay. So the night house. <laughs> Anyways, the night house. Mikey, I swallow. Oh, oh me too. God. Hashtag I swallow. Like High five. Gloria hole. Um, I love her. <laughs> so anyways, um, the lighthouse, as you can tell, we all loved it. I give it 4.5 out of five stars only because it's there's no tits. A tiny less, yeah, but there's man ass. There's it's yeah. a tiny less than perfect, but it's still amazing nonetheless. It's layered. You know, I do love horror movies of all kinds, all shapes, all sizes. You can be cheesy, you can be stupid, you can be gross, you can be whatever. But The Lighthouse stands out as a movie that gives <laughs> The Lighthouse. God damn it. The Night House. <laughs> the Night House <laughs> stands out as a movie that goes above and beyond, has multiple layers, has a fully fleshed out story. And while you may not get all your questions answered, it will have you leaving the theater or your viewing pleasure thinking about the film for a long time. Rebecca Hall does an outstanding job playing characters that I usually find annoying. And it really is a great movie also showing the value of friendship i love that there was no love interest in this film he was dead but it's just and even if you can watch it with people that you can talk about them ish you just think of more shit so it's great watch it micah obviously wants to say something so my god oh my god i have to pee so bad oh Oh my god (laughs) go ahead we're about to say goodbye but you can pee it's fine i'm gonna go pee all right hurry up take us with you Oh my God! Do not take us with you. What please. if you just well? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was I, was... Gonna, I thought he was going to do it right there. Oh my God! So for those of you watching the YouTube video, um, Micah is in a trailer currently. So I don't know where the bathroom is in this trailer. If there is one, so. he said this is his recording trailer. So I think he's going <laughs> into the house. <laughs> it's like a little. Sh- Oh God, I can't. Even. Okay. Anyways, I okay. Um, back to the film though. With Rebe- with concerns to Rebecca Hall, I have loved her since the town. When I saw her in the town, I thought she was the best part of the town besides Jeremy Renner. And honestly, she deserves. I feel like she's being typecast, or maybe she's choosing. I I, I kind of like the idea that she's choosing these types of roles and these types of supernatural or very like uh, suspenseful horror films only because I think it's a great genre. However, as far as anybody's concerned, I do agree that she deserves, she deserves some kind of accolade. Like she's an amazing actress. And she's incredible. She, she's great. And so she's phenomenal in this film. The, the movie itself to me is great. It is, if you are a fan, again, if you're a fan of What Lies Beneath, if you're a fan of The Babadook, if you're a fan of even, oh, The Invisible Man. If you're thinking about women in trauma, these are such good films to showcase that trauma and showcase what happens when women have this trauma because there's a lot of gaslighting that happens and and, and to them. And I feel that, you know, obviously we know that there's a lot more going on than just them. And I don't want to say that she was making everything up in her head. I don't think she was. I think, I believe that her energy was manifesting these things, but there's a difference. There is, she is not making it up in her head. She is manifesting it. 
Again, if you don't know what that word means, you're gonna have to look it up because but, I am not on the clock right now. And so you're gonna have sense. to figure that, it out for yourself, sounds it out, put it in your Google and have a good time with it. Anyways, so any plugs before we leave today, gentlemen? And I have ladies, a question. I yes. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Because you mentioned trauma. Yes. Trauma? Is this trauma? Trauma. We are she not ex- mentioning Kaufman today. Okay. He already did. He was in a movie with him, whatever, as Doug would say. He's over here fanning his nuts to his oh, I- IMDb you- page. Um, Mikey, you are aware MD- that I'm oh, in a movie Micah, with Lee Kaufman? Micah has an MDb page. <laughs> I do too. Um, oh my god we all have it i don't think i have one now yeah but i have a credit for choreographing a fight scene oh perfect okay um just like me (laughs) (laughs) so you mentioned rebecca hall's dealing with trauma yes is she dealing with trauma is she dealing with grief or is she dealing with both because i thought trauma comes like well i guess it could because i thought trauma was like what you go through after the experience has gone on for a while well, I think that her trauma stems from her near-death experience as a child and also mm-hmm. with the fact that her husband killed himself the way that he did. He shot himself in the fucking head. Yeah. It's not on a like boat. At a boat. But it's not like he, he got in a car accident. It's not like he had a heart attack. He shot himself in the head. And I remember she says this with a handgun they didn't even know they had. She so, didn't know they had, yeah. Yeah, and I just, to me, it's just like, yeah and it's so powerful because she she i but i thought that it was her wrestling with the fact that she wanted to kill herself too like i really thought Ooh, this was an entire yeah. allegory for that you yeah. you mentioned that and it made me think of one of my favorite lines i know we're running long but she says it's fine i'm the one dealing with depression and anxiety and it happens to him mm-hmm. and it's kind of like i had the dark thoughts yeah, he I have to did. talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why she and, thought she was like, uh, not not toxic, but like uh, that he caught it. Well, yeah. almost like almost like a fucking cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she asked her friends that, and I think that her reactions to everything are normal. Yeah. Like I never looked at her and thought that she was overreacting or underreacting towards anything. I just think that that that's how she was coping with it. And I think that this film is actually going to be very triggering for a lot of people. And so that's what scares me about her choosing these roles simply because I feel that if someone goes into this thinking it's just a ghost story and then has to deal with all of the things that have to surround it. And so, I mean, yeah, so that's my, my to answer your question, Mikey, yes, that's what I, I assumed was the trauma. So I was just curious because, you know, we, we think of trauma and we people are, we're so about Halloween kills being about trauma, but this film is much more emotional. And so I just, I was trying to distinguish the difference between trauma and grief, or maybe they're connected. I don't know. But anyways, trauma. not trauma. Oh okay. Well, I'm sure the grief, she is grieving, yeah. but she's dealing with a lot of trauma. But no, you're right. The trauma of her dying when she was a teenager is yeah. huge. Forgot about yeah. that. Minor detail. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's, so, yeah. That's the yes, plot, I Mikey. Well, the, the whole episode is a spoiler. It's not a big deal. I mean, I hope that you've you viewed the film before you listen to this. Yeah, Simply sorry, Micah, we ruined it. It's, we don't, we don't. The, if, I was trying to keep you it. Don't listen to the episode without realizing that there's going to be spoilers ahead. Okay, so. I, okay, how about this? Real quick, Crimes of the Future. Mikey, what did you think? Terrible. Okay. You're wrong. No, I'm not. 
Crimes of Future Past was in three installments. We only received the middle one in the movie. What fucking X-Men is this? Crimes of the Future Past? It's called Crimes of the Future. See, I can't even remember it. That's how shitty it was. It was I... like... It was like a Netflix series that I went to go visit my friend's house and I only saw the middle two episodes and I left and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck that was. On the next episode of Damn That Scary, we have an excellent spoiler-free review of Crimes of the Future, with is, which is in the same vein of David Bruckner's The Night House, where that it's a- Don't compare the two. Don't compare I'm comparing the two. the two in the sense that they're okay, not and you fun. know you know they're why not, it's they're not free? fun movies. You know, you know why it's spoiler free? Because nothing fucking happens in the movie, Micah. <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> well, they're both by David. Mikey, so real quick, real quick, I would like to. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna quote my dear, sweet, 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 handsome, big dick co-host. Opener for oh, this episode. Don't you owe him something, uh, by the way? So no, he rescinded, he rescinded his invitation. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, it's we're we're in the middle of June, maybe. Also, anyone who thought Crimes of the Century was boring should be ashamed Crimes of. of the century. <laughs> you can't even remember the stupid you don't even title. Remember the fucking no. title. What is that? That's actually what that's that's what my sweet my sweet 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 <laughs> fucked up co-host wrote. Oh, here. that's why I okay. said it. Okay. So I will, I will read it as such. Uh, also, anyone who thought Crimes of the Future was boring should be ashamed of their ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I am not ashamed and I will not apologize for my ignorance. And okay, I like, there, Hank Hill. Oh, boy. As boy. you can I'll tell you what. If you can watch the YouTube video, you can tell that the drinks are setting in because all of us are a dewy-ass mess. I know. All... This is so bad. <laughs> this <laughs> aid. How did you not know that I was drinking this? This I'm bottle sorry. of whiskey was up to here. I was not the supervising you. I didn't think here. I had to supervise your consumption. Tonight, here, I thought you were just ogling my goodies. You and Mikey treat me like I'm a piece of fucking candy fawning over me. Well, yes. why do you think we keep inviting you on? That's true. I thought it was together. Intellect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hate I hate both of you tonight. Like this is ridiculous. Like yes. what, it, it, the sun has gone down, the lights are out in the city. It's past nine o'clock. I the should be in bed. Sun has gone to bed. Okay, we so all right. We're Mike is thinking we have to go. Okay, yeah. everybody. So what are we plugging before we leave today? Damn that scared. We already plugged that. Follow me on Instagram oh, at horror and a half shell. Okay, follow Micah at Damn That Scary and it's Caesaritaville. And you can follow Greg too. And you can yell at Greg for saying the mean things that he said that people He's, are very he, ignorant. You guys are dumb. About crimes of the future. Past. Of the future's past or of the century. I don't know. We don't know the title of the film. Yeah. We love it so much, but we can't remember the name. We don't love starring, it. Starring Hugh Laurie. I, I, I say we as a collective we, not, not that is indicative of us. And so, oh my God, what the fuck am I even saying? Okay, I've got to go. You put the dick in indicative. And that's the time the lights went out in Georgia. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we love you all, mutant goons. Happy July. Goodbye and good day. Oh, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Can, can I do a thing? 
Sure. Uh, so the three of us. So on, on my show, we say a thing. No, you don't. I, no, we do. We do. I don't okay, know if you heard Okay, well, it. we say a it's, thing uh, and our thing is uh, goodbye and goodbye. But okay, go ahead. Let me interlude here, all right? Interlude is not the word for that, dear. No, it's ahead. not. I've been drinking it. Thank <laughs> you. Know. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a fancy degree in teaching. As she <laughs> as she pours another glass of Mother's Little Helper. So guys, what do we what do we say here? Mikey, eight, I think you've heard it before. Keep it. On Rockin' Me Baby. Oh, keep, keep it, it, keep it spooky. Keep it we spooky. can't do spooky on this episode. This is not damn that scary. You're not taking over this episode. I, I know I'm not taking over, but I'm just like, I'm adding to it. I'm hosting. He's trying to get call your girlfriends to move to damn that scary. We got to see the, the money first. I know. Well, that's the thing is that we don't match the same tone as. Oh God, I miss Greg. Damn that scary. I know. I know. <laughs> Because Greg doesn't argue with you the way we do. Greg doesn't no. put you in your place. Exactly. Like you need to be. Greg should put you in your place because he would have gotten his blowjob by now. He does though. <laughs> Greg we're edits the kidding. show. Of course he puts me in my place. We're just oh, kidding. We love kidding. you and we're going to let it cool down before we have you back on. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> what the fuck? I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Can I please come back for Summer of Slasher? Sure. Maybe just, maybe just oh, oh can I have just one more summer slasher, please? Yes. That's fine, but we're at an hour and 30 minutes, and guess who gets to fucking edit this episode? This will come after the goodbye and goodbye. This is like the little extra caveat that everyone's gonna hear as bitching. So yeah. Put it on the Patreon. <laughs> oh yeah. Follow <laughs> us on Patreon. Follow us on Redbubble. Yeah. You gotta pay for drunken banter. Let me plug all my shit. Okay. Don't forget to follow us at patreon.com slash slashers pod. We have tiers from $1 to $10. We also have shirts on slasherspod.rubbable.com. And now here is the real goodbye and good die. Micah, you're done talking and you're done making fun of me right now because I'm so annoyed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I made Look at my boobs. <laughs> my boobs are never showing. So that is not true. Goodbye and good die for real. Love you guys. Bye. I'm hot for teacher. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Hey goons, Aid here. Before you turn us off, stick around for this week's hidden track. The band is Dancing with Ghosts, an alternative electronic rock band all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, not all the way from me, I guess, because it's only a few hours away from Orlando, but I digress. I first heard them as I was wandering the streets of St. Augustine a few weeks ago and followed their sound into the venue and I had the best night watching them. There's something so nostalgic about them and I can't quite put my finger on it. I liked them so much that I figured, what the hell, I'd reach out to them for a hidden track and they were kind enough to send us a few songs. One of their vocalists, Josh, also hosts his own podcast, Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries, that you can listen to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can follow the band on Instagram at Dancing with Ghosts Official. So without further ado, out of the three songs they sent, Doug and I decided on Obsidian Blood. Hope you all enjoy this one as much as we do.